Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, only about 13 minutes or so long, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's crucial for our faith staying strong and even growing stronger. Because as we always say, faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So, Share these studies with everybody you can. Help them grow in their faith. Stay strong in their faith. Help some people turn their lives around by sharing these studies with them every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. What a great blessing for them and for you. If you can help them turn their lives around, come closer to God, and even get to heaven having that home for all eternity with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So make that commitment. Start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study today. And I want to begin by asking you this question. What would you do if you knew somebody was out to get you? Now, I'm not talking about resorting to violence in some way, but I'm, I'm just saying, what would be your mindset What mental processes would you go through if you knew somebody was out to get you? It wasn't a conspiracy theory. It wasn't imaginary. It wasn't just something that kind of popped into your head. You knew without a doubt somebody out there was out to get you. And you even knew who that person was. What would you do? How would you prepare? How would you protect yourself? What would you do to be on guard? Well, There is somebody out there trying to get you right now. It's not a human being, although this person can use human agents to get to you in some way and ultimately bring about his his desire for your self-destruction. The devil is out there, and he is active, and he's out to get you. Every single day, he's out to get you. Now you say, wait a minute, you're getting all melodramatic. This is preacher talk and all of that. Well, let me read to you from God's word. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant. Now what does that be vigilant mean? That means be on guard, be actively on guard. You know, be alert. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, what does adversary mean? Well, technically, it, it, it is defined as one who stands against you. Oh, one who stands against you. Boiled down, what does it mean? It, your enemy. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You see, somebody's out there to get you. And in this particular case, he's your gravest of all enemies, deadliest of all enemies, and he's out to get you. In fact, Peter writes, and this is inspired scripture from God, so this is a warning, an alert from God, from the throne room in heaven. Your enemy, the devil, is walking about like a roaring lion. Now, descriptive kind of imagery there, but the idea, he is out there seeking your destruction. So be vigilant, be alert, be sober, be on guard, be aware, keep your eyes open, your ears open, keep your thinking straight. He's not going away. 
He is there all the time, and he's out to get you. The next verse says, resist him. Okay, how do I do that? Resist him steadfast in the faith. Now, not just claiming to have faith, but in the faith, and that is the Word of God, the gospel of Christ, New Testament Christianity. Know what God's Word teaches and make the proper applications to your lives, to your life on, a, on an ongoing, consistent basis. Live by God's teachings, and you can stand fast against the devil. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Well, this is something we need to really keep in the forefront of our minds. We have an enemy out there. In fact, we have the deadliest of all enemies, and he is sworn to our destruction spiritually and eternally. And there would be no worse destruction. In fact, no other kind of destruction would even begin to compare with that that he wants to lead us into. Because anything that is of this physical world, well, that would be physical in nature. But he wants our spiritual and therefore eternal destruction. And the sad thing is that there are many who are following his lead. In fact, we might say that most people in the world are following his lead. In Philippians chapter 3, beginning with verse 18, we read this. For many walk. Did you catch that? For many walk, of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Notice this. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. Those who are following the lead of the devil, who have given in, whether intentionally or simply de facto, so to speak, by the lifestyle that they've chosen to live, a lifestyle that is in disharmony with God's teachings, in other words, disobedient, not obedient, unfaithful, not saying they don't they, they can't say that they believe in God, but they're living lives that are unfaithful, disobedient to God because they're not living by his teachings, by his word. Okay, So many are going down that road, and that is the road that leads to eternal destruction. As Jesus put it in Matthew chapter 7 in the Sermon on the Mount, verse 13, he said, Enter by the narrow gate, for, wi for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Many who go in by it. So what did Paul say in, Col in, in, Colos uh, in uh, Philippians chapter 3 again, verses 18 and 19? Many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now even tell you weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction. Many are going down that road. Jesus said that road leads to destruction. And when we look at James chapter 4, James chapter 4 and we look at verses 7 and 8, we see the contrast between two ways of life. And so James writes, therefore, submit to God. 
Well, how do we submit to God? We live by his teachings. And then he goes on and says, resist the devil. Resist the devil. The only way we can submit to God is resist by resisting the devil. What do we mean? What does it mean by resist the devil? Don't follow his lead. Don't be going down that pathway through life that is wide and broad and leads to destruction. Don't live that kind of lifestyle that makes you an enemy of Christ or an enemy of God because you're living in sinfulness on an ongoing basis. Don't live that life. Resist the devil. How do I resist the devil? By submitting to God. How do I submit to God? By living by his teachings. And then he goes on in verse 8, and he says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Walking with God removes any place for the devil in your life. So walk with God, and the devil flees. You can't live a life that is dedicated to God and that is also following the self-destructive lead of the devil at the same time. It's like oil and water. They do not mix. They cannot mix. So make up your mind. Now, we come back to Colossians. Paul's letter to the church at Colossae. I want to look at verse chapter 3 and verse 2. What, how, how, do we, how do we submit to God? How do we draw near to God? Well, again, it's centered around the teachings of his word. He has given us the scriptures, the Bible, to guide us in his will for our lives. And so when we look at Colossians chapter 3, and verse 2, the apostle Paul wrote, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. How could we put that in a little different way? Set your mind. We could say, make up your mind. Make up your mind which way you're going to travel through life. Are you going to travel the narrow way that leads to eternal life with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit in heaven? Or are you going to live travel down that broad way that is the way of self-destruction because you're following the lead of the devil. You're living in unfaithfulness before God, disobedience, sin, in other words. The Apostle John put it this way, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, and can you relate to these? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides or lives forever. The contrast between the two. The ways of the world are the ways of the devil. Eternal life is for those who follow God and turn away from the devil's lead. We'll dig a little bit deeper next time. I hope you're being provoked to thought, deep thought, as to which way your life is being lived. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us so much and giving us the way to be forgiven, 
to be saved, to be able to look forward to eternal life with you in heaven. Help us to walk that path, Father, and to stay away from the pathway that the devil wants to lead us down, which is through sinfulness and ultimately self-destruction. Help us to recognize he is our gravest and most deadly enemy. And please give us strength to resist him consistently. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.